Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to this week in pop culture. We've got some breaking news. Morbius. We got some X-Men talk. We got the return of the Avengers. Oh, wait. There's also some DC news. Ahsoka. And by the way, some Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is This Week in Pop Culture. See you in a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to this week this week of pop culture. My name is Razandia. With me always is the impressive Michael Burgi. And right below me is the entertaining, the charismatic, <laughs> all smiles known to man, Mr. Michael Mayhem. Hi. Yeah, you like that, right? All smiles. Uh, let's go oh, let's go right into the uh, breaking news of the week, and that is Chris Evans returns as Captain America. Um, who's excited? Me, Team Cap. Yeah. Come on, yeah. come on. Um, what? I should have worn my shirt. I should have worn my Team Captain America shirt. You know what? It's all right. It's all right. We got time anyway. Anyway, more breaking news, and this is some sad news anyway. Um, Marvel has, um, it looks like Morbius has been moved from March 29th to October 8th. Um, Mayhem, I'll start with you. What do you think of this crazy move that Marvel has pushed a date from March down to October? I don't understand why they did it. Um, Venom, uh, the second part of Venom is coming out. Obviously, Venom 2, Carnage is coming out before that. And I just hope that it doesn't mess up the chronological things that maybe we were hoping Sony would implement. You know, I don't want them to reference, let's say, Carnage in Morbius, but then the movie Carnage comes out beforehand. It doesn't make sense. Also, why are you delaying it? Like, what's going on? You had so much time to fix the problems that you delay this movie, but you're definitely set to bring out Carnage first? So now I'm worried. Is Carnage also going to get delayed and you're not telling us? I think it's stupid. I don't think they should delay it, but you know, we all got to wait and see what happens, honestly. I want Morbius, though. I want to see it. Virgie. I mean, it makes me wonder a little, kind of like with Mayhem, like, why are they delaying it? Is there something with it? Are they trying to go back and maybe finish something up? Or, you know, maybe like graphic-wise with Spider-Man 3 coming out, they've been talking of all these different characters coming in. Is that going to play into Morbius? Will it play into those movies with the uh, uh, Doctor Strange, you know, the multiverse movie? There's a lot of different stuff here. Maybe we're looking at a character that hasn't been announced yet, and they want to... You know, save it for that, and they need to put it out somewhere first in one of the other shows, and then he's going to be part of that. And maybe they're like, "Oh, we don't want to kind of goof it up a little bit." Um, so I don't know. Like, I'm curious as to why they're delaying it. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see what Marvel's next move is. It's probably not the best move, but probably not the most exciting news. It's like something we've been waiting for for March, and meanwhile, with the release of Wandavision, and maybe with the maybe it's because of Wandavision. Out right now and then falcon goes from mar uh, from february into march and who knows exactly where these these marvels are going to go mm -hmm. 
uh, that's for another thing. Anyway, uh, some more actually exciting news for everyone else. I read the, um, Marvel Studios is in the discussion of yes. uh, the, we were yes. talking about the X Men discussion uh, with the announcement of X Men uh, with the announcement of Deadpool three. Uh, will we ever see the X Men? Even though a mutant is has been in the Avengers. Um, Mayhem, let's go with you. Listen, listen, listen. We're wa- we're currently going to be discussing and watching a show called WandaVision, which technically was supposed to be a mutant, but whatever, whatever. I am excited that they are opening up and letting us know that they're going to be bringing. X-Men. Let's be honest. Marvel Studios and Disney have the right team to bring us 10 plus years of great fan service. Stories, everything. Fan service. You don't think they're going to get X-Men right? They've seen the long list of that other studios out here messing it up all the time. I mean, come on. X2. I'll give X2 props. I love X2. They brought my boy Nightcrawler in. You saw in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, but everything else was trash. Apocalypse. Trash. First class. Okay. Maybe you're right. So X2 and first class. That's it. This is awesome. How can you not be excited that Marvel and Disney are saying we're going to bring back the X-Men? Who are they going to bring back? What stories are they going to bring? Like, I'm excited. How can you not be excited? I'm excited. Excited. Virgie, you you think with the current WandaVision, we're finally... I mean, look, if you watched episode two, there was a mutant reference that no one probably paid attention to. Um, and with the storyline where it's headed, is an X Men villain? Yeah, I mean, they've they, yeah, there's so much stuff with this. Like, I'm curious to see what characters are they going to have, who's going to be part of it, um, what the storylines are. Could we finally get a really good Phoenix saga, which is something that we would like? Bring in the Shire Empire, we've actually seen that they are talking about in. You know, the Avengers with outer space, with the, the different planets, they've gone to Volmir. You've got the, you know, planet nowhere. You, you've got all the stuff. Now you could do something like that with it, uh, bringing that in. You got the four apocalypse. You could do so much more with that. There's so many storylines with it. I'd love to see how we see uh, Angel become, uh, was it, uh, the Archangel. Dark Angel? Arch- Archangel. Archangel. Like, you know, there's so much stuff we could go with that. Could we get a really good storyline of Rogue? with you know yes. uh everyone's gambit like i'm a huge gambit nut and i'd love to see him in the x-men and see his storyline there's been rumors for years of movies with that and i think uh T- channing tatum has been uh, attached to it i don't think they'll get him i think they're gonna go with somebody new but i'd love to see some of these storylines we got enough of you know like the wolverine uh you know cyclops and stuff like that with professor x I'd love to see some other stories that they could definitely yeah. do that people have attached. I mean, we are kind of getting a little bit with WandaVision with House of M-esque style. So let's see what else they can do. I, this this leads open to a lot of a lot of stories, a lot of great storytelling that can be done. Right. I also want to say, like, yeah. the crazy thing is I don't know what they're going to do with the multiverse, uh, with Doctor Strange and the multiverse theory, mm-hmm. but they could play it smart and give us X-Men from different multiverses and let us know, like, this isn't the main Marvel Universe. This is a movie for the multiverse, which somehow may impact the Marvel Universe for whatever reason. And we'll still show up. We'll still show yeah. up. Come on. Like Bergie said, I want to see other characters. Yeah, we're tired of Wolverine. Don't get me wrong. He's a fan favorite. Cyclops, mm-hmm. Magneto, 
uh, Professor X, they've all been played respectively as best they could. Even right. Jean Grey, give us more Shi'ar Empire. Give us the other Summer's Sun. And right now, I don't know if everybody knows it here, but like Marvel's X-Men has been like crazy. Like it's been crazy good. It's been totally different. You know what I'm saying? To a point where they, even before I saw it, they had a conflict with the Avengers. Like, come on. Come mm -hmm. on, build me up. I'm here for another 20 years. I'm going to be right in my theater seat <laughs> right here for another 20 years, at least. <laughs> Right. I mean, I mean, we've seen as well, too. We, we saw the shift of the new Colossus, even though the original actor was supposed to be in it. But then the storyline is that we want your face. We want the body, but we don't want your voice. Yeah, because they want to have a like, yeah. Russian actor. Could we see like, look, um, at, at this rate, do we want a full recast or can we use this original cast to fit in with this one? And which cast did you want to fit in? Because I'm not going to lie. If they threw an Endgame and they threw in the original X-Men cast, not the first class, I would have been okay with it. But look, I think it's and, a and you're right. Match. I As far as the Phoenix storyline, I'm going to say exit right now because yeah. not only have we gotten two live-action versions of it, we also got three cartoon versions of it, and we've got one too many versions already for us mm -hmm. to just go, all right, it's just like the Superman. Uh, the, the, this is like the Superman thing. How many times have you read it, and how many times have you read the cartoon ver or watched the cartoon versions? And the live action movie did not do up the par. If the live action hasn't gone up the par, why would you redo something that isn't working? Yeah, but I think with, I think with that though, the live action versions is looking at the directors for it and the writers that had it. You got Marvel now doing it, not Fox. So Marvel with this, and if they do it correctly, they couldn't get out of their own way with Fox with that, with the last one with the girl playing the Phoenix and the one previous where it was Femke Jansen. How the hell did she become that? Like, no one really right. knows. Like, it's kind of the way they did it was wishy-washy. Yeah, she's the most powerful one, but she's got something in the Phoenix and we can't figure out what it is. Marvel would bring that in with the Shire Empire and actually do that correctly. Seriously, that would... That'd be up there with the, the end game, like Thanos or something like that. I'm telling you, you bring that in right, you could definitely make that a blockbuster. That would be good. Yeah. Not right away. I get I agree with you down the road, not right away. Yeah. I think um you need to recast it. And then if we are gonna talk about Phoenix, do it like Spider-Man. Like y'all know how he got his powers. Y'all know whatever they let's move on from it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I say recast it to an extent, only because I can't really name actors and actresses like that. They were all forgettable to an extent. To an extent, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So so that maybe bring back the actor for, let's say, Nightcrawler. I thought he was a nice fit for Nightcrawler, who Nightcrawler was in X2. Okay, okay. cool. You know what I'm saying? Jean Grey, we can mix it up. You know? Mm -hmm. Psylocke, I, you know? So, like, it, it's, it's pick and match, but I feel like what's going to end up happening is they're going to recast the whole thing because at this point, they're going to be like, we want fresh new faces, Lower contracts, lower payout. You know what I'm saying? Make it all a thing. So give I them, give work. them. So you're pretty much saying, give them the Harry Potter deal where they're around for like the next 15 years, where yeah. these are them, these are our characters and everything. Which you're actually right. They they should have done that since day one, and I think they did do that with the uh, with the with the first class X Men, where right. they had them for a long term deal. Um, but apparently, I guess we'll wait and see because granted, Fox had. I mean. Granted, Disney has those contracts. We'll see even if our own Wolverine happens to return. And as we're waiting for that, we'll finally, hopefully, we'll probably see, I mean, Wolverine as an Avenger. Okay. Um, pretty much, will we ever see the return of the Avengers? God, man. Will we ever Hell see yeah. that? 
like the Avengers. So now, so just to, just to show you how important the Avengers are, because of the Avengers, you know, obviously Shield, Sword, all these organizations are there. But remember, if they're bringing the X Men, they have to bring the Avengers. There's a whole bunch of other Phoenix sagas, which includes the Avengers. You know, House of M Avengers. You know, like Onslaught Avengers. Like, come on, all these stories we can source Avengers. Right. <laughs> what I'm looking forward to is maybe in about five to six, maybe seven years from now, from this broadcast, when we actually get the X Men and whatnot, when when X Men turn they turn on Avengers. And it's like, where were you when we needed help with XYZ? And I'm just like, this is it. This is what I waited for. This moment right here. You know what I'm saying? Avengers is so big and so is X-Men. I can't wait. So Return of the Avengers, I'm excited for. It was only a matter of time. I'm glad they took a break. I'm glad they branched off and did other things. But we all knew Avengers was coming back. But now X-Men 2? Come on. Some of the hardest hitting teams of, of Marvel Universe. Get out of here. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Bergie, will we finally get the age-old question? Are we finally going to see the X-Men versus Avengers? The yes. infamous comic book that, I, I mean, we most of us have the cover. Most of us have, have read the uh, stories for it. Um, will we finally get to see it on the big screen? I would love to say yes, but I don't think we will. Not the Avengers that we've seen for the last, like, 11, 12 years. We're not going to get, you know, Robert Downey Jr. back as Tony Stark. You're not going to get, you know, Scarlett Johansson back as Wanda. Uh, I'm sorry, Wanda. Oh, my God. Black Widow. <laughs> Black Widow. <laughs> Wanda in my head. You know, but, like, I think we will see some form of it. And honestly, to tell you the truth, now we got to explain how to explain where – the Fantastic Four has been. Where's the X-Men been in this series now where these guys did, they went against Thanos, uh, a guy that basically went like that and wiped out existence, you know, and now he's back. Where were these guys if they were existing at this time? Where were they? You know, so we're going to see that. And that could be something where they could be like, oh, yeah, sorry, we were dealing with something else. We were dealing with Apocalypse. We were dealing with, uh, you know, this and uh, Fantastic Four could be like, yeah, you know this guy called Galactus? Yeah, we were dealing with him. He wanted to devour our world. We're sorry. We thought you could handle a guy with a glove. You know, so who knows where they could come up with some of the the, the storylines for it. I would love to see somebody like, you know, uh, the Hulk go against, you know, uh, Colossus or something or grab Wolverine and throw him across the, you know, the city or something like that. I'd love to see the storyline. I just yeah. don't think we're going to see it to the extent that we want it. It, it might be a new X-Men like with the new ones versus like a new version of the Avengers, maybe somebody like Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, you know, that type of deal we'll see, but we're not going to see the original seven that we've seen for the last like 12 years. Love it, but I doubt it. Hmm. Right. But I mean, yeah, but then who would you bring back to play professor X and, and, and with the storyline, who are the X-Men fighting during this time where they are too busy for their own battle that when they come back, when they all come back, are they fighting the good fight uh, with whoever they're, they're fighting against? Cause, cause could there be a Thanos moment in the X-Men storyline? Here's what I think. <sighs> Depending on what they do with the multiverse, it shows exactly how the direction of X-Men is going because we're here trying to figure out what story could they say, oh, we were out here doing this while you guys were doing this. Fantastic Four is easy to explain. They were in space. Time <laughs> fluctuates different in space than on Earth, okay? Right. We've all seen that movie Interstellar. Come on. She went down <laughs> to the planet, came back home. Homie was an old man talking about, yeah, 
glad to see you made it. It was like, what? So with that being said, that's fantastic. For we can, and they were recreating realities or whatever. With X-Men, because they're so deeply rooted generally in New York, Connecticut, and um, California, San Francisco, I believe. So now you have to actually explain where they're at because they don't have Genosha the Island just yet. So it all depends on how they do the multiverse theory is, as far as like, is it recreating things? Is it correcting certain things? There's no universal plan, unless they were facing the Shadow King. But how long were they there for? And right. that messes up everything else. So it's all about the universe. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm excited. But they also be, and we also forget, there's also the Mojo theory as well, too, that's cur currently happening during WandaVision. But Could the they be part of Mojo's world? Yeah, the but whole X-Men, though? No, not the whole X-Men. Generally, they never capture the whole entire team. I yeah, think. but Colossus is still on Earth, sort of, right? So he fits mm -hmm. in the Deadpool storyline, okay. which is finally being part of the MCU. So yeah. technically, yes, Col Colossus is right now the only X-Man with Deadpool that's currently around during the MCU. As of right now, fan theory. Yeah. We can't explain everyone else. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I think it's the multiverse, man. I'm sorry, because yeah. I know Feige has been trying to push Secret Wars, too. So with Secret Wars, the whole universe gets corrected again. So then if that plays the play, then we'll get X-Men. Terrigen we'll Mist kind get, of deal, you know? Then, we'll, then, we finally get a good, then we finally get a good black suit at Spider-Man oh, with some West Coast Avengers. Uh, only you only time to, you don't want to see Toby Maguire doing like the weird dancing outside of his uh, New York apartment, <laughs> uh, with the hair to here and everything. Yeah, no, not, not, not good. Happening. Not good. But as we're waiting, as we're also waiting for that one, so will so will be everyone else. We'll also be waiting for this with Ahsoka finally being part of the Star Wars Disney Plus and the project, the project did direction. Um, she will be headed. Uh, what else could we expect in the series of Ahsoka? Um, bam, let's go with you. You guys called it, man. You guys said that she'll be chasing after Thrawn. You, you know what I'm saying? I think it was Bergy and Les. You guys called it. So shout out to y'all props. They need to stop listening to us and, or pay us a check. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, also, the second thing is, I can't wait to see Rosario definitely out here killing it with that choreography and lightsaber. I'm sorry. Some of us, some of us, Ooh, this guy right here, this guy wasn't impressed <laughs> with the choreography, so I can't wait till he's eating that. But I, all I'm looking forward from any Star Wars movie or series is the expansion of the universe and the elements that they get to create. Will we get great Jedi here? Will they talk about it? Will they talk about other universes and other things going on, the Sith Lords, other practices happening? That's what we need. So now that we could bring in certain books, as they were supposedly. Uh, what was it? Luke Skywalker's wife might be a thing. Yep. How? You know, like how? Even though he died in the movie, but I'm interested. You know, tell me. Tell, bring all this. And also, for God's sakes, can we please have the Death Star, whatever, Stormtroopers, whatever, have them hit something, hit something and like beat quarter combat, like close combat. Like, I want to see that. I want to see their motives, their emotions, and I want them to like <laughs> have a fight. I don't want them to just be like, patu, patu. Patu, patu, we can't see the handle. Patu, like, come on. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so that theory is when Darth Vader tells the stormtroopers not to hit Princess Leia. So if we go back and watch the original movies, they actually do hit things, but all the other stormtroopers are still in that days of never to hit Princess Leia. And it goes through all the rest of the episodes. 
Go ahead, Bergie. Take it away. <laughs> uh, I mean, if Disney is listening to us, and I mean, I did kind of say this weeks ago on a couple episodes previous, I wanted Ahsoka versus Thrawn, Sabine Wren going after Ezra Bridger. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me. I am so thrilled with this. Uh, and the rumor is, is that Filoni was in the process of working on a sequel to the Rebels uh, cartoon series. So instead, what they're doing is they're taking a lot of those storylines and they're converting it to a live action you know, TV show. And it's going to be part of Ahsoka. Now, I know a lot of people and I'm kind of in the same way as like Rebels versus Clone Wars, two separate you know, stories. Ahsoka was kind of added into Rebels, so it's not really her story to tell per se, but I do like the fact that she's going to continue that storyline with the Rebels crew. So I'm going to see, you know, the ghost. I'm going to see Ezra Bridger. I'm going to see Chopper. You know, I'd love to see what's his face, you know, uh, Canon Jarrus back, but obviously we know what happened to him in the series. There's some great storylines in there. You're going to bring in Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn is another villain that is on par with somebody like you know, uh, Vader. And I think he's like Moff Gideon. I think in a way he's like Moff Gideon's kind of boss in a way. And they're all reporting to Palpatine. So I'm actually excited about this because you know, that's going to play into all these storylines. Mandalorian's going to go into it. The rogue, uh, was his rogue squadron's going to play into this. There's going to be so stories that are going to intertwine, you know, Boba Fett's going to come involved in this. It's going to be something we're going to get like our own version of the Avengers in, all these cartoon series, I'm sorry, uh, TV series for Disney, for Star Wars, that are just going to basically build their own universe. And we're going to get more characters, a female-led character, which is going to be huge for leading her story, which is going to be amazing. Alone, Just that alone is amazing. Yep. Just, <laughs> but, Got the <laughs> um, and to answer, like, uh, to answer mayhem and everything, uh, as far as as far as Luke Skywalker's wife, don't forget we do have a Luke Skywalker side movie, so that means we can eventually have her come in, where you know, Luke. Everyone has to. Everyone now has to know that Luke has a wife, and you know that they tried to use Luke and try to bring him to the dark side by getting him. Married. You know, like the worst, like the worst part. Try to bring him to the dark side by getting married. So <laughs> you didn't do the dishes, <laughs> right? You didn't right. do the dishes. <laughs> look, look, the true the, the true reasons for flying saucers. If they were to tell me that all these hidden characters that were in the books but didn't make it to the movies were in the Phantom Zone, <laughs> I'd take it and run. I would take it and run. <laughs> right. I'd want to see it, man. Come on, we want to see these characters. It's not like and it's funny because we we said this numerous times. I know I've said it numerous times. The books before Disney took over were classic. If you mm -hmm. I used to work in Walden books, whoo, way back when. I, and Wait. these books were like this big, but they were so full of good content and good character development. It's like it made me want to see the movies. So if they take even just a couple of pages from these books, it will work. Star Wars fans. And new Star Wars fans will be re-intrigued with this. And we'll be like, yes, we're here for this. Lightsaber, force, everything. Like, I even I think I would actually know what we're fighting against this time versus bad guys. Because what were we fighting against in 789? Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. right. <laughs> and it's to go off what Mayhem was saying there, too. It's like when we watched those movies for the original Star Wars, New Hope, Empire Strikes, and Return of the Jedi, that ended in 83. We didn't get anything right. new to 99. So we had like 16 plus years. If you're a Star Wars fan, you how many times can you rewatch those three movies? 
and yeah. and then you read these books and you're like you get all these stories in your head and these and they made some great stories and Lucas the only thing he did that I I thought was great is what was written in a book you couldn't change that afterwards yeah. so if there was a story and like in this book ended you couldn't rechange it for another story if you went prequel and went way before that book series did hey go nuts and they came up with some great storylines that they could definitely put into the movies or into TV shows. And Disney kind of was like, ah, that doesn't exist anymore. Like, there's a lot of great stories there that we could definitely get. I'd love That's to see it. Thing. Can I just interject for one second? If they took that approach for some of the Marvel characters, too, in storylines, it'd be awesome. Because oh, yeah. you know what? Like, think about it. If me and Bergie were writers and we take on the immortal Hulk, as he's known now, right? And Marvel and Disney's like, all right, this has been written. You can't change anything that's been written beforehand. You can only add on. Then it would help make the universe of certain characters so much more le legitimate and legible and understandable. Because then now we'd be like, well, Immortal Hulk and Warbreaker Hulk is, is continuity. Everything else isn't. So we can stay on this path. And then maybe later on we can branch out. And I think Star Wars needs to kind of do that again. Especially mm -hmm. with the new movie series to keep everything. Because everybody else is going to be here, 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 and here. And it doesn't make any sense sometimes. Yeah, but with the problem with the Hulk movies was Universal and their bad writing or the bad director, and then <laughs> everyone just complained about who did what and which version you like better and which actor for the Hulk you liked even more. And it comes back to give it back to Marvel. They know what the heck they're doing. When you give it to someone else who can't read, it's almost like reading and writing, guys. If you can't read or write, you shouldn't be doing any. You should you should be adding. Let's just say that, all right? And read or write, you should be adding. So it all goes down to. Yeah, it all goes down to who can do the right storyline. Yeah, Bergie. Well, I was gonna say with some of those story, those writers too. Like you don't pick up the source material. Like if right. I'm gonna write yeah. a book on, like, say somebody like Superman. Like I love Superman. You don't think I'm not gonna look at some of the previous storylines that they've written? I'm gonna go in that archive. I'm gonna go to WB and be like, give me some stuff here that I can focus. This is what I kind of want to do. What do you got? What type of storylines? What can I work with that's in your archives? And then look at some of these guys that were excellent writers and artists and editors of these books. Go reach out to them. You have this right. wealth of knowledge. And yep, none of yep. them do that. Marvel's the only one that seems to be doing it. And look at their movies. Billion well, dollars. Think, yeah. Minimum. But I think now Star Wars has actually realized or Disney yeah. has finally realized that there is books written. And I'm sorry, Miss Kennedy, but like, guess what? You said before the books are not part of the canon, and yet most of these directors and writers are going back to the the canon, which I hate the word, um, are going back to the previous books and taking those source materials and bringing to the giving it to the people to what they want as far as storyline and character wise. When you don't give people the one character looking for or the right character that fits in with the cast, then you ruin your source material. Yeah, Mayhem, you seem like you got a lot going in your in that brain. I, I just want to add on really quickly. It's not necessarily, I mean, for certain stories, it is the character, but it's all about how it makes sense, how it all comes together, the feeling of the character. So let's say we don't get Hugh Jackman for Wolverine, right? But if we get somebody who's like, we won't, but let's say we get somebody for Wolverine who's like, who feels guttural, who feels animalistic, who feels war-torn, whatever. It makes sense. Like, put it together. Then all you got to do is look at the stories and make a story that makes sense, that fits him, but also fits the universe. And we'll be happy. Because we'll be like, because then we'll, we'll sit here and believe, oh, he had to read it, even though you probably never read a day of a book of Wolverine in your life. You just, yep. But you made it make sense. You made it make sense. <laughs>
I agree, then, but here's yeah. Go ahead, bro. No, you know, gonna go I'll just say, if you're gonna stick with some of that stuff too, it's like what he's saying with like the character. Like we want to see, you know, Hugh yes. Jackman. We're not gonna see it, but if we're gonna do like with some of the continuity with some of the uh, X Men, I would like to see somebody like McAvoy play, you know, Professor X. We're not gonna get Patrick Stewart, so leave McAvoy there as Professor X. You know, I keep right. some of that. I think would help with some of the new people coming in. Same thing with the Disney and stuff like that. And they they seem to do that. So let's hope they keep with it. I think McAvoy coming back anyway. But here's something that everyone wants changed. And um, should the Punisher logo... No. Uh, should Marvel change the Punisher logo? Uh, in today's strange cancel culture world, uh, they are demanding the Punisher logo be removed and changed. Uh, Mayhem, let's start with you. Um, do you believe the, 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 with the current situation of current politics and social issues, do you believe this punish that the Punisher logo should be changed? Zaz, I'll answer that question in a minute. So should I believe the Punisher logo should be changed? No. What they need to do is they start, they need to start copywriting or patenting their logos, or whatever. So when people use it, they can sue them to stop them from using it. The Punisher character does not represent what the logo was used for by these these evil people, I'll say. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they're taking <laughs> – I'm sorry. They're definitely taking this logo and then making it represent totally – because Punisher is all about truth and justice to the harshest extent. You understand? He's out here doing something that some people would argue Batman should be doing. And, you know what I'm saying? But, like, what these people are using the logo for is not what the Punisher stands for. And – Marvel should not change the logo because it's not a representation of them, but they should copyright it or whatever they need to so that people can't necessarily use it for their own ends and needs. And you can get sued for that and put, let them, I mean, like, come on, get your own logo. How creative can you not be? Like, get your own stuff. I don't want to say anything else because this is a show. <laughs> <laughs> fair, I was dancing, dancing around a lot of things. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I, I feel like I feel like I feel like some questions or certain things because I'll I'll say something right after Bergie because to be honest, yes, you're right. It does stand for a certain way. But Bergie, do you feel like Marvel should take a stand for this? Should Marvel actually like if you were Marvel, would you create a book explaining what Punisher really means? Because it seems like people have never read a Punisher comic book or don't know anything about Punisher. And, and that's the thing, like right and, and and that's a little bit of the thing. It's like Marvel, like if the guy that created the Punisher, Jerry Conway, literally says that these people that are using it are like corrupt you know, police officers or anything like that. And he doesn't agree with it. And he calls them halfwits and dimwits and stuff like that. And before the Punisher series that was on TV with Bernthal that made it popular on Netflix, none of these people were really using this logo. So I've actually been at a convention in New York City where uh, people were walking around with tattoos of like, you know, figures from Marvel and DC and stuff. And there was lawyers for these places going around telling people cover up or we'll sue you because you don't have the right to that tattoo. So how is it that these guys can't do that same thing with this now and go after these extremists and these idiots that are using a logo that doesn't exactly mean what it needs, what it means. Like if people read his backstory, know his backstory, what he's saying, what he, you guys are using for is totally two different things. Right. And if we're going to cancel something like this and everything, what happens if somebody had done this, like storm the castle, basically wearing Mickey Mouse ears? Do we cancel Mickey Mouse? Right. Really? Like, 
this is really stupid and for different things. And I'm with mayhem on this. Like I could go off on these idiots and whatnot and what they've done. And they, every little thing nowadays can mean a different item. It could be the most wholesome, innocent item. And some idiot extreme side takes it to an extreme everybody and everyone's like, we got to cancel it. Stop. Just stop. You have a choice. Change the channel. Move on. If it does not affect your, your life, seriously, stop. Like, I'm going right. to shut it before I get in trouble. No, no, I'm no, because, <laughs> because as, as a matter, because as, as a matter of fact, I don't know, Mayhem, do you want to add to this before I say one more thing and then we'll continue on to the next topic? I think also to the fans need to speak out. The right. fans mm -hmm. who know the punish, because like we've gotten the, obviously the writer to speak out about it. The fans need to like, definitely be like, don't change it. Do something lawfully that can have them change their own logo. Cause like, like I am Bergie is saying like, make your own logo, but also this is, you're an extreme idiot <laughs> using the logo. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, nobody wants to be the Punisher, but we understand where he comes from. To take what this man has went through and what he stands for and then use it for the other side, like if the Punisher was real, he'd probably go after that group. Just saying. Just yep. saying. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um. To be honest, I, yeah. here's one we continue on. Punisher, the original idea of Punisher, he is a law enforcement guy, ex-military, whatever which storyline they give him throughout the years, he is an ex-law enforcement, we'll say. And through one of his uh, things, he loses his family. And after losing his family, he goes into a life of vengeance so that he takes, he becomes like his own police officer of the world and takes on the crimes of the world so that one, no one loses a family member and he takes on all forms of crimes, which includes drug dealers as, as well too, where pretty much drugs in the world corrupt our children and he takes on those. That is the true definition of punisher. Someone who's a community member who takes on a crime of his own. When you take it and change it into your own personal vendetta or use, you take away the logo of what it actually means. We've seen it time and time again, which includes college sports. I will say this because currently, um, yes, a lot of people don't know this, that West Virginia uses the Wonder Woman logo. And in Wonder Woman, I'll get in trouble for this one, had a different meaning for what it was back in the 70s and 80s and now has a new meaning. Mm. And if I say what it actually meant back then, I'll, I'll get ridiculed like there's no tomorrow because a lot of people forgot what one woman stood for even then and how she is now. Right. Current fans who are big fans of Punisher need to step up against the bigotry of the world and just go, this isn't your logo. This is our logo. We are the fans. You're using it for, for your own personal use who doesn't understand what Punisher means to us. And mm -hmm. there's a why a lot of people go into law enforcement and military because that they are a fan of the Punisher. Mm. Anyone else want to comment real quick on that one? Yeah, Berg, yes, right. mm. well, I was just saying, because if you think about it too, like some of the storylines of what the Punisher was, he basically became who he was because of, you know, his family was murdered by the mob. Mafia. Yeah, the mob family, the mafia. So he went after the mafia. He went after stuff like that. That was corrupt people that were harming the city, the people that he loved and, you know, stuff like that. Yes. At first he was basically a villain in a way. And then they basically turned him over into like an anti-hero in a way. And he's done some good stuff, some bad stuff. 
if you're going to take the Punisher logo and use it for that, like you're fighting against tyranny and different stupidity and racism and stuff like that. And you're being a bigot. And for some of the stuff that you're twisting yep. that logo around, yep. like, you know, it's read the story, read the, the history of iconic, you know, icog uh, iconography or something like that before you even actually do something like that. Like, it's just dumb. Like people don't know the story. Something they look at it like, Oh, that's a cool logo. I'm going to use this for this. No, you're an idiot. Stop. Yeah. Like, okay. So I'll just say this last thing. The reason why I think the panel gets upset is because we've actually read it and we understand what it means. And sure, we've internalized certain things, but I want you to keep this in mind. The Punisher has been an anti-hero for, let's just say, for as long as we've all known him for. What superhero has gone after him to stop him? You know, they let him rock because he does he does the dirty dishes nobody else wants to do. Spider-Man doesn't do it. Uh, Luke Cage and them, the defenders, they have to be hired in a sense to do kind of like the work he does. You understand? Matt Murdock, to an extent, you know, Daredevil, definitely. So it's just like, you, like the point on Bergie's case, like you're taking a symbol which is against tyranny and all the wrongs in the world that really we don't want to admit and deal with, which we should. And you want to be like, yeah, we're definitely against that while adding your own sort of bigotry, tyranny, and all this other stuff. You know, like Marvel, yeah. definitely don't change the logo. Grow a spine, as j said, and sue these guys. Pan and sue these guys so that way this doesn't happen because if you let it happen now, what's to stop Spider Man's logo? What's to stop Shazam? Not Shazam. Uh, but yeah, even DC, Shazam, you know, all these other heroes from, you know, it only takes one. It only takes one. And then we'll never yeah. have anything. Uh, we will because if, if memory serves me correct, Punisher at one time puts on the Captain America mantle because the world needs a Captain America and yep. even Punisher becomes the hero of America and of the rest of the world and puts on the mantle and that's something everyone should know if they have never read the comic book for six issues Punisher puts on that Captain America mantle and he becomes Captain America and now for the Marvel long game yes that's right ladies yeah. and gentlemen Marvel Cinematic Universe is going for the long game and what long game well, with Marvel getting into the TV series, into the TV slash series game, mm -hmm. Feige has said that his commitment isn't over yet until 2029. With Feige behind the wheel, would we will we be expecting more? I mean, could we finally get even that the Punisher and Captain America outfit? We finally get some X Men. We get some Fantastic Four. What about Squatch and Supreme? What about <laughs> some of these other crazy storyline the comic books that? We're all missing, ma'am. The great thing about the long game is that we don't have to have consistently the same characters over and over and over again. So if they're going to do the next five, six, seven, let's just say 10 years of not just series, but also movies, it doesn't have to necessarily have Spider-Man every year. It doesn't necessarily have to have the Avengers. Now we can get so many other uh, Marvel cinematic characters that have helped and also impact Marvel's history altogether. And we could just be like, like it could be the best thing. You can introduce new characters and we love them. Old characters reinvented. Red Hulk. You know, it, it could go into so many different things. So like with this long game, this is the best thing to happen. And I cannot wait because there are so many other characters that you and I have forgotten that are important that we need to talk about and to need to be expanded from. Like, we still haven't left Earth. We still haven't left Earth in a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Come on. We have a whole universe to go through. 
Well, we technically left once, and that's only with we, Captain Marvel, but then we haven't really expanded like, on it. right there. Like, come on. Yeah, she's like, there, she comes right back to Earth. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Right, I know. Fair enough. Fair enough. She went once, but we're still missing the rest. And it seems like it's only the X-Men and Hulk that literally okay. leave Earth. And then we only have one Iron Man storyline where he leaves Earth. Fantastic Four leaves Earth. Um, the Nova Corps leaves Earth. Come on, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Got... So Guardians well, yeah. of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Thor. Captain Marvel, Thor are the only times we left Earth, and it was just like one destination. We can still expand upon that. I saw yes. Bergy get excited, but the Nova Corps? Come yes. on. Come on. Like the Nova Corps and Guardians of the Galaxy constantly clash. Like, come on. Constantly. And, and that's what you're talking about the long game. Like, talk about the long game. Like, Novacore. Like, how? Oh, my God. I would love to see something with Novacore in it and just bring me Nova. Like, that would be just absolutely insane. I would love Nova uh, to come in with the Novacore and see what they're going to do with that. There's so many storylines that they could touch upon. Like, uh, earlier, someone was asking, what about Red Hulk? We have Red Hulk that could be introduced. We know who it is. Now we have She-Hulk coming in as a TV series. Ms. Marvel coming with the TV series. What about Squirrel Girl? Like, these are characters that, yeah, we joke about, like, oh, wow, Squirrel Girl. I'd love to see her in the comics, like, I, I on a movie or even a TV series. You know, there's different things that we could definitely touch upon that they did. Look at, no one thought Guardians of the Galaxy. They yep. gave us a, a raccoon that talked in a tree that says, I am Groot. Made two movies, blockbusters. You know, people want to see these storylines that have grown up watching the, or reading this from comics since they were little kids. And now we can get that, whether it's like a TV series, a cartoon series or something. We are definitely in for some excellent, excellent stuff coming up, especially with the Fantastic Four. Now we're going to bring them in. Galactus, yeah. you have the the negative, you know, uh, there's so much stuff. Uh, I'm super thrilled. I'm going to get said earlier in the as beginning of the show. As long as Galactus is in the cloud, I think we're good. As long as Galactus right. is in the cloud, I'm good. <laughs> but there has been rumors that we have had the AT&T girl to play Squirrel Girl and the writer for Squirrel Girl for at least three years now. And we yep. have not seen anything except for that initial first post. And that's going, yet again, that's still going back three years. And I think Squirrel Girl would be an amazing thing to put in, whether it's a Disney Plus storyline that'll go with Ms. Marvel and the mm -hmm. She-Hulk series. Maybe we could be jumping the gun, but, you know, we've seen the way Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk are coming about, where we have the new set of Avengers with with Ms. Marvel's team getting built. Yeah. Maybe we can finally see Squirrel if it's not if it's not the big screen, but at least the beginning part of the small screen. I think she'll be part of or, uh, Ms. Marvel. I think she'll be part of the series. I yeah, do. you think so too, right? Yep. Yeah, as, as far as Mojo World, uh, if if no one's watching WandaVision, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Yeah. I mean, if 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 you don't understand Mojo and his I, I guess his deviousness of the X-Men. Remember, he's playing with an X-Men character, and you finally get to hear Wanda's name get repeated over and over again. Wanda, are you okay? Wanda, where are you? <sighs> hmm. Yes. Any any more thoughts on the Marvel long game before we continue on? I'm really looking forward to seeing them do multiverse. Um, I don't think they're going to put all the characters in at one point in time because I, I don't think that makes sense. So guys know we have the ultimate universe and the regular universe, you know, uh, 
if they definitely want to do Secret Wars or any amount of Secret Wars, they do. I think maybe they'll do two, three if they're really pushing it. But I think they'll do two. It doesn't make sense to have characters like all the Ultimate Universe characters in the same universe as well. I think they can cross over and go back, but I don't think it makes sense because if they're gonna have Secret Wars, they're gonna set everything back. Then if I have Secret Wars again, set things back to back. You know what I'm Like it doesn't make sense. Right, because now, meanwhile, you have to, uh, now you have to attach the British characters from the Marvel Universe, which includes Black Knight as well, too. Oh, How yeah. do you introduce the Black Knight, who's also an Avenger, and he's also part of the Secret Wars, and you don't even have Spider-Woman yet, that's who's that's also part nothing. of the Secret Wars? There's so, many, there's so many extra characters for Secret Wars. How are you going to introduce them now into the universe? Yeah, yeah who yeah, knows? Man. Yeah. I was going to say, no, the other thing say, is like, with the, if we're talking... Like, because you... It, it's, it's slowed down on my thing. Well, ahead, see, man. it's doing it. Yeah, it's doing it. yeah we're <laughs> waiting for you. No, yeah, we were waiting for you. Go ahead. Yeah, so... No problem. So, like, Merlin is, is, is an actual character in MCU. Like, Merlin, there's magic. There's a magical world that you could probably say the X-Men were in all this time. But, like... They, they, we still got to introduce that part. There's so many other characters, and she's important. I want to say she's Merlin's in the, the form of a woman now. I could be wrong, but Merlin's Merlin now changed the form of a yeah. woman, correct? I think, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Jersey. Yeah, Virgin. Well, we're, we're talking about the MCU, uh, MCU's long game, like, we're also not even talking about how they're starting to use the young Avengers. You know, yeah. we've got you know, Hawkeye's you know, daughter you know, coming in now and stuff like that. Obviously, you're bringing Ms. Marvel and you've got a young Spider-Man per se. You know, we're going to get Wiccan and, you know, Speed. So you have these characters that we could be setting up for that future that could happen. So, and who knows who could be their person that is an Ironheart. Sorry, Ironheart's another one, like they're introducing. So we have a young Avengers that's for the next generation that are right. watching it now in like cartoons and comics. You have that set up. Now, like what Mayhem was saying, you got Secret Wars. They've talked about Kang the Conqueror coming in. Like, Ooh. if anybody knows the Kang the Conqueror storyline, like, shut up and take my money. Like, literally, I will buy my tickets right now for oh, that movie. Like, and just to add, Young Avengers, if they do this just right, they already have Ant Man's daughter to be as part of the next Avengers to be like, okay, I took Dad's extra suit that happens to be lying around. And she modifies it for herself. Remember, the storyline jumped by five years, and she became a teenage woman. Yep. Wow. There's so okay. much stuff. That there's, there's so and much you stuff. have, and it's not just a Young Avengers. This will be the first female-led Avengers after we got that glimpse in Endgame. As everyone gets goosebumps thinking about it, as I just did right now, we will finally get to see a female-led team of the Avengers that'll probably be happening within the next, I would say, three to four years. I think if they do it just right. Agreed. Okay. I would. I want to see a female Captain America. I just want to see that happen. I want to see that happen, and I want to see. Okay, I want to see who the parents are. That okay. Because be generally, it's a female. It's a black woman, definitely. But then, who's the woman? You know, like, come on, like, who's the superhero? But whatever, it could change. I don't care. I want to see a female Captain America. Well, we will in the What If series. We'll get a yep. glimpse of that as well, too. The first yeah, Avenger, a.k.a. Captain okay. Britain, 
But there's a lot going on. For you girl dads out there, soon to be, there is a lot of excitement happening in the next couple of years that are all female-based superheroes. Take a step back, DC, and Marvel's going full steam ahead with going everything woman. Not, I would say in a superhero sense for all ages and more to come as well, too. And uh, while we're while we're going with that one, there's okay. we're just hoping for this little return, and that is with Matt Murdock being uh, with Matt Murdock being Spider-Man's lawyer in the up and coming Spider-Man movie. Marvel finally getting the rights back from Netflix. When will we see Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist on the Disney Plus series? Uh, go ahead, man. Okay, I'm a little iffy on this one. Here's why. I love Matt Murdock's character. I love Daredevil in the Netflix produced. I love Jessica Jones. Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Nah, I'm good. They need to recast those two. And if they're not going to recast it, fine. They need to write everything back. I love that Feige is talking, considering definitely hope pushing the defenders back for sure. Because honestly, if you didn't feel like it for all of them, definitely those two, Jessica Jones and Daredevil, should have made it to the big screen. They should have made it to the big screen. And now they're going to, well, one of them is going to get their just due for sure. So now we can build upon that. Once again, low, more characters that we don't necessarily think to go to, but they are important, are going to be brought back into the front screen. And it's going to be great storytelling because it's going to be more realistic. Like, Daredevil literally dealt with crime on such a relatable level, you kind of forget that he was going against. Uh, what was the name of the stupid ninja clan? Um, the Hand? Am I wrong? Yeah, the, the Hand. hand. The hand, hand yeah. So, like, you know, you forget that he had to deal with that at some point in time. And then Wilson Fisk, the actor that played Fisk? Come on. I'm excited to see him on the big screen. Give him his props. Give him that chance. He's going to blow it out the water. For sure. Yeah, you just want Wilson Fisk to just get a cup of water with sugar in it and just go more sugar, right? You know, okay. <laughs> Jabo, I hate you. Jabo, I hate you. <laughs> Don't I like some sugar water. <laughs> water, yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Bertie. Uh I'm excited for it because the fact that Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox, did such an amazing job as Daredevil. And some of the action sequences that they did in that, they filmed Ooh. straight through. Like, there was no cuts for these. They had to film them. Like, those are like a two-minute fight scene. There was no cut. All right, we're going to reset, redo this, do this. Those scenes were absolutely insane for what they were able to do on Netflix. And Netflix didn't give them a huge budget. Now you're going to go on to the fact that you're going to be part of uh, the Marvel series on Disney Plus, And Disney Plus is going to toss money at them for every single episode. So you're going to see better, you know, like action sequence. You'll probably see better like lighting in some of the episodes. You're going to see a lot more, you know, two shows. I'm looking forward to it. Jessica Jones was a fantastic series. Obviously, you know, uh, Daredevil is great. I never really got into the whole, you know, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I just did not like the stories. I didn't like the actor that they played as Iron Fist and someone who's met him at a convention. The dude is a something. Um, but that's just me. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I just did not believe him as that character. Yeah, he was great on Game of Thrones, but I think everything else he sucked at. Um, but I just, I don't know. Like, they should have recast that story. It just wasn't good. He didn't play a good Danny Rand to me. Michael Coulter as Luke Cage, I wasn't feeling his character and just Same. the overall storyline. I just don't – I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I guess I grew up with the, the comics and the way they made him look. He he reminded me of a guy like like 
like a Mike Tyson back then, like a big hulking guy. Like just he was a bruiser. Like this is a guy that could go toe to toe with the Hulk. Granted, he'd probably get his butt whooped because yep. the Hulk is the Hulk. But you right. know, and I look at Colton, I'm like this dude looks like he should be playing baseball somewhere, not like being Power Man. Like I don't know, just I, I wasn't feeling. Are him, you like, saying? Are you? Are you? Are you saying you want him to play Big Poppy in, a, in an upcoming movie? Because that's what it just sounds like. You want him to play? <laughs> Maybe. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, like that, but look to. Just, to, to Honest, uh, I've I've met Mike Coulter, and the second he got cast for Luke Cage, he embraced Luke Cage. This mm -hmm. goes back to yet again writing. I when yeah. I had I've actually had the privilege to having dinner with with Michael Coulter, and I had the privilege of having dinner with Charlie Cox. And the excitement was both actors were very excited to get the role and to have a job. Yeah. One, both both actors embraced embraced their character. Um, as as far as Luke Cage is concerned, first season strong, soundtrack amazing. Second season utter trash. It was as if whatever the heck they wrote for season one was already out the door for season two. So how do you explain that? Yet again, it goes to bad bad writing, and that's actually gone down to almost all of them except for some reason Daredevil stayed strong throughout all of their series. Uh, Iron Fist. That's bad altogether. Bad writing to bad everything. When they did Defenders, I think they just threw it together just to say that Netflix did a Defenders one-off movie. But this goes back to the bad writing as we talked about. If this goes in the hands of Marvel, which is now in the hands of Marvel, Iron Fist, as bad as the actor and the writing is, can get strong. Will they continue from their series or where they left off? Yeah. That's up to Marvel to decide later what, what they do. Do they rewrite everything? Because if they rewrite everything, you kind of throw away most of the Daredevil and Jessica Jones storylines. But then yet again, do you do a reset on some? Yeah, go ahead, Bergie. I, I think they're going to continue with the, the Charlie Cox for Daredevil and Jessica Jones because Jessica Jones is also going to be part of the new She-Hulk. So I think they're going to continue with that storyline. The Luke Cage and uh, Iron Fist. Jessica I think Jones. they're going to re yeah. uh, Jessica Jones. Sorry, I, I apologize. I think they're going to rewrite some of those storylines and some of that, you know, overall and improve on some of it. They're obviously going to change direction with the, the actors and a lot of the stuff, but I think they're going to go more true to the source because it is Marvel. These are characters that play a lot bigger roles in the Marvel universe. You know, so you got to figure. Uh, wasn't uh, Luke Cage with uh, was it Dazzler? I think in the baby and they wanted to come out for the registry and stuff like that with the superhuman superhero no, he, registry. He was with um Jessica Jones actually. Luke Cage was with oh. Jessica Jones. They had the okay. baby. That's right. All right, my bad. I apologize. But there's no, something that could have played into a bigger role into the whole Marvel universe. So you know they're gonna want to do that right because if there's a storyline that they might want to hash out, they're gonna do that right. And I hope they do because those are cool characters. Like I'd love to see, you know, that type of stuff, especially you know, Iron Fist. Martial arts. I love martial arts. Give me a good storyline with martial arts in a superhero style movie. I'm down with it all day. And I'm into some martial arts trading in the in the real sense and make him believable that this man mm -hmm. could do a backflip, even though we'll probably get a stuntman to do a backflip. At least make it believable that this man could do a handstand too. I mean, it looks like Charlie Cox could do a handstand with the wire, and we believe him. <laughs> the man and he's, and he's blind, but that's a different story. Listen, what was it? The Cut Man episode, the second episode of whatever season, 
that's the one of the ones that's one of the fight scenes Bergie's talking about where he fought in the hallway for like yep. over I think it was like over three minutes, five minutes of straight <laughs> fighting. They right. I think they recorded that like five, ten times or whatever. So it's just him brawling. If Iron Fist can do that, come on, man. We all grew up watching the Chinese movies, the Kung Fu action movies. Come on, we, we, come on. Come come on. on. Yep. And especially you're putting Luke Cage and Iron Fist together. Oh, how do you not? I mean, I mean, look, as dumb as I'm going to say this, as a black-white culture and everyone who loves martial arts, it is the typical gold standard. How do you screw that little storyline up and not put them together and write a good storyline? Yep. Uh, I know. There's just so much. I mean, look, it just seems that Marvel has a lot even on their hands, even when it comes to the Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Just just on Luke Cage and Iron Fist storyline is enough to just keep them busy and to change a few things up, but not 100%. And it's enough for them to pick up the pieces where Jessica Jones and Daredevil was because those are their better storylines. So... They have some work, but they don't have a lot of work. They have great acting. They don't have a lot of acting. I mean, give us a good you, Defenders movie and we'll call it a day. Do you think this is going to be on Netflix? I think it's going to Hulu. I don't think it's I'm sorry, not Netflix, not Disney+. Plus. I think it's going to go to Hulu because they're going to want to push content to their Hulu episodes. And if they can do that there with adding a little bit more violence rated R style storylines with this, yeah. I think it goes to Hulu, which Hulu. will help their subscriptions. I agree. I agree. I agree. Keep Disney like la la fairy tales and good movie, and then Hulu's like, yeah, welcome to Oakland, girl. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> more like welcome to the Bronx, but it's still something. Uh, exactly. He does next when it comes to their Hulu stream, and yes, Virgie is right, and so is Mayhem. Disney has Hulu, and granted, with the new, I guess. Deadpool storylines and some of the X-Men rated R movies, they don't necessarily have to be sitting on the Disney Plus app. They could be sitting on the Hulu app as well, too. Mm -hmm. hmm. Only time will tell where these storylines oh, Yeah. Cut but the <laughs> I know Hulu has what? Live sports, but they also have the X-Men rated R movies. Yeah, they also have the Marvel. Hulu doesn't have live sports. It's the lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> What's the score on the game, real quick? Uh, we, as we talk about this one, speaking about sports and football, it seems that Ray Fisher is no longer cyborg. Warner Brothers is finished with cyborg. Yes, well, Ray Fisher technically. Um, but what ne what's next with the Flashpoint storyline now, with cyborg completely being out of the uh, movie? Mayhem. Listen, I mean, look, we've talked about this last week as well too, and it seems that like. Warner Brothers finally put the nail on the coffin now. And I mean, legit nail on the coffin. He's out. We're done. I think Warner Brothers has made one of the worst decisions in their movie career to date. Uh, I think, you know, animation-wise and series-wise, they've done pretty well. But this is the worst. This is like the worst. They've messed up the DC landscape. They've messed up the DC universe. And then this is the nail on the coffin. First of all, thank you for replacing The Flash I'm looking for a new flash in the movie in the movie cinematic universe. But Ray Fisher was speaking about some real stuff. He was speaking about, I want you to understand that, like, as an actor, especially if you're new, it takes a lot of courage for you to publicly say and call out people doing some dumb stuff. And he was vigilant on it. He called it out. 
I don't remember Ray Fisher being said in anything else. So to me, he was a new actor. And for you to kind of cut him out of it is stupid. And it only shows shows me that you don't care about the fans. You don't care about the people you work with. And honestly, I'm like this close to cutting you out. And I really should be, but I need to do more research. Honestly, I watched that movie. And Ray Fisher was one of the most outstanding, interesting characters. I watched that movie and I was like, this is a trash movie, but I would love to see a cyborg standalone movie. And once again, anybody who's watched Young Justice, uh, Teen Titans, or Justice League with a minute, they don't really care about Cyborg. Cyborg's just a computer guy. I'm sorry to say, he's the athlete, terrible accident, computer guy. Want to work the mother box? Cyborg. Want to watch Watch Hour? Cyborg. He, that's all he does. But the movie Want to hack the computer system? There it is. Cyborg. Yes. But uh, the movie made him interesting, and I was ready for it. And now they're no longer cast. This is trash, trash. Martian Manhunter needs help with the computer. Cyborg. <laughs> Cyborg. <laughs> Go, Bergy. Finish it off. I was gonna say you need to program your DVR. Cyborg. Cyborg. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I know we touched upon this last week. We talked about this a little bit, and it does make me wonder about DC's practices and their, you know politics per se you know as to what coming into play um this man is sticking by his guns and when other actors and actresses that were on that set are all coming out and saying the same exact thing it's not like they're singing a different tune you don't have gal gadot ben affleck coming out and going no we don't know what he's talking about like everything was great and they're all like we have an nda we're not allowed to discuss it something went up on that set you know damn well something did um and Hamada is the guy that is the DC guy that he obviously has some gripe with really hardcore. It makes you wonder if this guy is right and he is hurting. You know, he's going to be hurting now for uh, other movies because some of the places might not look at him now as an actor because of this stuff. If it's false or if it's real or whatever, it's going to hurt his career, I think, a little bit. Uh, but then he's going to get, I think, independent-wise, he's going to get big. I thought he was a great actor in the movie. He was the most interesting character. His character Thank development you. and the way he did it, like, I absolutely loved his character, and it was really cool. I actually enjoyed meeting him when I met him a couple of years ago at Royal Comic-Con. Such a nice guy. So it definitely makes me wonder what's going on with DC. We've seen DC has a lot of issues and a lot of problems in their background. They've pretty much cut ties with everybody and anybody there, and they're re they're cleaning house and redoing stuff. Could the cleaning house had something to do with this? We don't know. And how is it that the only you know African American person that was on the set is the one that had the most problems, and other actors and actresses are backing him up? Something's something's up here, guys. We you know it, it does make me wonder. Makes me wonder a lot. Something's fishy, and it ain't Ray Fisher. <laughs> How long you had that to, one for? We try to keep personal. Uh, whatever. I'll just say. So it's not it's for Ray Fisher. If you ever watch this, it's not enough for you to have a great career. I hope you have a great career. I hope you do everything well and everything that you do. But I need you to to kind of come back and defecate on this guy in a sense and launch your own career, your own studios and everything, and show how much better you are because of him. Because you look at somebody, something totally different. Look at Leonardo DiCaprio. This man can act his butt off, okay? And they recently just gave him an Oscar. You know what I'm saying? Not too long ago. This man needed... Finding a, a digital bear. We get it. Right. Finding, which is crazy we because... Had, we should have gone for Django Unchained, but that's a whole different story, and I haven't... I, look, he should have won awards for a lot of other movies he's done. Yep. Let's be honest. For a lot mm -hmm. of... But, like, it's not enough. We, the people, need to stop 
encouraging those guys up the top who are like old and decrepit and don't know what they're talking about to 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 like for their their opinions and votes or whatever because without us they're not nothing i'm sorry they're nothing excuse me they're they're honestly nothing they're, nothing. they're not you know what I'm saying they're just talk after a while but we have plenty of people my age younger a little older who could beat them out production wise directing wise voting wise as far as like what's good and what's not good and for this guy i'm sorry warner brothers but this is trash ray fisher was probably the best and interesting well aside from gal gadot the interesting man on that b versus s movie Right. Which was a BS movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know Justice League, you knew Justice League, not Batman versus Superman, Justice League. Yes. He wasn't too. Batman versus Superman. That too. Because he remember he made a cameo at the end, but whatever. Yeah, yeah but yeah, all right, fine, whatever. Justice League. <laughs> Still a BS movie. JLBS. <laughs> Find the right what you don't like Flash's point? Find us, put us together. We need you. You're the and then where are they going to go from here? Like, I'm, obviously, they're going to have to recast Cyborg, but what's going to happen with the Flashpoint movie? Like, it seems like if you ask me, Justice League had that, that's it, that's done. Aquaman didn't make any reference to Darkseid. Um, 84 didn't make any reference well, to Darkseid. Well, actually, Aquaman, Aquaman does make a Darkseid does when? make a, um, uh, they make a box reference that they say they have a box. There uh, is a box reference. In the in the movie, they say that they have a box, the uh, one of the mother boxes, but they don't know what the what the storyline is or anything because it's been passed on for so many generations. But they are the guardians of one of the mother boxes. Yeah, it's in the it's in the movie for like like, you know for how long? You know for how long? For three for three seconds. That's it. That means the storyline for Justice League was so bad that they have to explain the mother box for three seconds. And continuing the Aquaman storyline that has nothing to do with the mother box. Oh, but 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 for him being the king of Atlantis, that's can it. I just say, can I just say Aquaman? The movie was trash. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. trash. They want to do a second one. I know it's so trash. I mean, it did well, but it's trash. Too. It was it was entertaining. I mean, the, DC no, the part where he fell into the water and fight the dark creatures, whatever. That was entertaining. Everything else, there, the speech at the end. This is your Aquaman. What? <laughs> <laughs> there's you know, actually rumors. There's rumors they want to make a they want to make a movie. They want to make a movie of the dark that episode that part where he went into the dark. There's supposedly right. a horror style movie they want to make of that, which I think okay. would actually be really cool. You know, yeah. But that I agree with you. The movie wasn't great. DC has had a history of not doing well for some of their movies, except for you know the Batman back in the day with Christian Bale and the Michael Keaton ones and stuff like that. Beyond that, they haven't really done very well with some of their movie. I think it's the casting on some of it. It's mm -hmm. definitely the director. Some of the directors have not done very well with some of it. I mean, look yes. at George Clooney, you at Val Kilmer. Joel like, Schumacher's. Joel Schumacher. I mean, like, they didn't do very well with those storylines. It's just hard. Sorry, Val Kilmer was good. Just Joel Schumacher was just a bad act, like was a bad director, especially a lot of the acting was just very choppy and very i get it it's a batman movie it's very campy but i mean super campy to the point where even batman and robin was ultra camp that the only people we cared about was the fact that chris o'donnell came back we liked him as robin into being nightwing but then we had uma thurman and arnold schwarzenegger and arnold schwarzenegger was an amazing ice man it was amazing mr freeze <laughs> how is it he plays mr freeze the man was a former bodybuilder you don't have miss bane Come on! I, I, How? Yeah, but How? With the uh, with the with the European accent, it fits for him to be Mister Freeze than to be a Mexican luchador. I don't know because Mister Freeze is 
He speaks like this, Batman. Like he's kind of got like a droney voice. He's an intellectual. Yep. Yeah, I Arnold don't know. Schwarzenegger I, speaks to the droney. If you if you get Arnold Schwarzenegger to speak no. super slow, Tony, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, no, no. Do we not want to turn it? He speaks like this. <laughs> what are you doing? Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. There was, and everyone missed the get to the chopper reference where he says, get to the car, but that's a different <laughs> story. <laughs> get in the car. Yes. Uh, but, but Warner Brothers seems to be having a really hard time where DC, with their DC line, and they've always had this little problem. But here's a storyline that everyone's looking forward to this year, and that's very surely, and that is Mortal Kombat. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone of all ages, I don't... Mortal Kombat is happening very soon. If everyone's seen the screenshots, and the screenshots are out, but there's another scene going on, and that is the Sub-Zero versus Scorpion video that some of, that some of the press got to see as well, too. With everything that we've seen so far, what are your thoughts? Because I'm in. We're finally getting a good Mortal Kombat. This is some... Okay, here's the thing. If this movie does well, if this movie does well, whoever's the team behind Mortal Kombat needs to be the team for DC. Plain and simple. Go ahead, Bert. Go ahead, Mayhem. Let's start with you, because your face is just going ham. Okay, so I'm out. I'm out. Done. Like, here's... I, Bergie... Hash, I think they're fooling you guys. You know what it was? It's one of those guys like, I'll never love again. And here comes love. I'm like, oh, love. Oh, I think they're fooling you guys. I think they're fooling you guys. I think unless they're following the game, the video game saga on the history and what the story that's going through right there, then maybe you got a chance. I think they're just fooling you guys and they're milking the series yet again. The only thing is we better graphics, better flips and choreographs or whatever. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a wash. I hope I'm wrong. What? Today's Sunday. 9-11. I hope I'm wrong. It's not happening. It's not it's happening. happening. Oh, God, Bergie. I have high hopes for this movie. I mean, for the simple fact that some of the screenshots are even like that, it looks a little bit better. What I am liking about it is it's going back more towards the way Mortal Kombat looked with a lot of the characters. They, and I'm not trying to like do anything. The first two, they kind of whitewashed it a lot. You know, they Americanized everything of it. This one looks like it's going more towards a Japanese style culture, like the you know Asian culture with some of the characters of them actually being of Asian culture. Uh, so I'm hoping that's going to kind of improve with the storyline. If you look at some of the video game characters, they're mostly Asian, a lot of that stuff. So I hope that with some of the actors that they picked, they're actually decent actors. So I've got high hopes. I know a couple of years ago they did one where they leaked some YouTube trailers where they showed a guy becoming Baraka and he was a dent. Uh, I think he was a doctor and he was obsessed with like mods and he became, you know, Baraka and stuff like that. And they had a fight scene with him and Jackson and uh, I can't think of her name. Sony right, Blade. Quickly cut you off with this one. This was a not a fan theory, but a short production that was going to work with Warner Brothers. So they made that little short movie. That short movie turned into a YouTube series, which yep. ended up being on Blu-ray. Which they ended up changing it again for their Blu-ray series. And that was a very strong short miniseries. I believe it was only eight, eight to ten episodes, and that was about it. Really yeah. short, fifteen minutes long. But 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 continue. But they, but that's how they did it. That's where this movie is going after is that style, that grittiness of that from the characters from the video game and stuff. They're not doing that campy 95 
Mortal Kombat, you know, like get over here where he has a little eye. Yeah, like that Highlander show up and everything, and yeah, and <laughs> you know. So I'm hoping it's going to be a lot better from everything I've seen from the trailers, and I've talked to a few people that have in the industry and they've seen trailers for it. They've said it's absolutely incredible. So I have hopes. I kind of agree with you, Mayhem. I'm hoping it's not smoke and mirrors. I, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm just hoping it's not. It's it's not. You know. uh uh, yeah, you know, like I just I don't know. I'm hoping so. We'll see. Like, all right, so so two have three here have high hope. May Mayhem is the only one because he thinks it's the uh, he thinks it's the Warner Brothers curse in a way when it comes to superhero and bad movies, which is true. You know what I'd be more interested in seeing? Yeah, I remember that YouTube movie Power Ranger. Remember that? Yes. Oh yes. Bring yes. that to life. Yes. Bring that Where to life. you have. James Vanderbeek playing Rocky, Red Ranger. What happened yeah. at the end? Tell me what happened. I need to know. It's and the Black game. Ranger was dope. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's just James Vanderbeek. He's just a bad actor. God, it's <laughs> No, 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 no. That, okay, so that little 25-minute video put James Vanderbeek back on the map for acting, by the way. That Power Ranger oh video put James Vanderbeek as a baddie. That gave everyone who's a Power Ranger fans hope for the movie, which tanked, and fans wanted oh. a darker storyline, as dark as they got. That well, mo- there was yeah. a darker storyline that was being made by the original Rangers from the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and Saban nixed it because mm-hmm. it said they said it was too violent, it was too great. Oh, uh, that was a uh, nickel. That was Nickelodeon. That was a uh, no. That was a uh, uh, Disney. Disney had the rights at one point. Yeah. One of the series. Had a dark storyline. They made the episode, but it was never released. And they said it was too dark for kids to watch. And that's currently in Hasbro Nickelodeon's vault. I mean, look, if Hasbro Nickelodeon wants to take it wants to take shape of this, they can release it on YouTube, on their next Blu-ray, on whatever, saying the dark episode that no one else got to see. Yeah, mayhem. So like for anybody that's like thinking that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or Power Rangers, whichever one they decide to go with, can't be dark, look at the movie Up. <laughs> okay? <laughs> look at certain Pixar movies like that it's kind of dark, but they've managed Toy Story. All of them. It's dark. They've managed to hide it in bright colors and mm-hmm. just make it a good feel-good message. So they can do it. It's just they that need is to just do every, it. That is every Pixar movie there is a moment of darkness or a sense of reality when they right. go to the reality and that is their dark moment. Yes. Because I would correct. argue up is about that old man going to like off himself. He was like, you know what? My friend's dead. My wife is dead. I got nothing to live for. They take the house. Oh, yeah. No. That, See what that happens? Movie. Balloons. That, <laughs> that... He was leaving the earth. Yes, well, you're correct. You, want, you think about how dark everything is. Look at Disney and every Disney movie, cartoon movie ever made. One of the fam- the, the patriarchal members dies in the first five minutes or they're not even alive it's for it. Killed. Is killed. Yep. Bambi, Did you- mother, shot. Lion King, Mufasa, ran over. Like, literally killed. Every single main character killed. Did you see the Lion King meme? Where um, scars having Zazu sings, I've got the lovely but yep. I know that that moved back in my head. But then he has like the skull, and they were yep. like, 
that's Mufasa's skull. And I was like, yo, I never thought of that. They they did a thing where they showed him. They said that lions will eat other lions because there's no other animal that will eat a lion. So they say hyenas won't eat it. So Scar ate his own brother. And then they sit there with the skull. I think that's not hyenas. I, that is definitely dark. I think it was the hyenas. They were hungry. But yeah, yeah. I've got the lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> it's not, and it's not the vultures, but they never brought out the vultures either. The vultures are the only other animal that'll take anything that's remaining and devour it. But Burgie's right. Lions eat and kill other predators. And if they are the predator, they will kill their own kind. Mm-hmm. Trash. Right. <laughs> A male. I, mean, I love Scar, but trash. But this <laughs> male likes in, in lights right. and like you know colors there and bright a, lights and stuff. There you go. Sorry, who's watching, watching right now? There is a dark side to a lot of Disney movies. That if Mortal Kombat does this right, oh my god, this will be amazing. But that's yeah. that's a fan theory. Um, but let's go to the other thing. Late earlier in the show, we talked about the breaking news, and that is the return of Captain America. Well, that's Chris. Ab- but now we have Chris Evans responding, and he posted on Twitter saying, that's news to me. Now, I get what he he's saying. To. I get what he's saying. Does he have to? I get it. Now, you know, that giant contract. Or mm-hmm. are people forgetting that in Cap... Granted, there will be a Chris Evans Captain America reference in Falcon and Winter Soldier. But we are not getting Chris Evans as Captain America in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So are fans actually confused of what's happening, or are we late? Are we going to see the real Chris Evans return, or are we getting a Disney Plus series of where Chris Evans goes to return the Infinity Stones in different dimensions or timelines? Mayhem, let's go with you with this crazy theory response that we have for Captain America and Chris Evans. First of all, it doesn't matter where he comes back to. Disney's going to cut that check, and he's uh-huh. going to be there. Trust me. Trust he's going to be there, even if it's a one-time thing. I agree. He's going to make cameos in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He may have to go back and put the stones back. It doesn't matter. I want him back. Team Cap, I'm not wearing my shirt. I'm so sorry, Cap, I failed you. Um, he definitely has to come back. And Marvel's keeping it hush-hush, which is why he's like, news to me. He didn't say, I'm not doing it. He said, news to me. That means that probably they're going to offer it to him. He's going to take it. He's going to come back in both Falcon and the Winter Soldier, probably Multiverse Madness, a Doctor Strange, and that'll be it. And if he does make any cameos and otherwise, that's fine. But that's it, yo. He's definitely coming back. And it makes sense. Who else is going to play Captain America? Nobody right now because we haven't introduced a new Captain America except Sam. Nah, it's not happening. It's not happening. Give me Chris Evans. Give me Captain America. <laughs> you right. do you do know that a Captain America Falcon and, and, and Winter Soldier that there is a Captain America, right? And it's not Falcon. Yes, it's there's the fight. We already discussed this. It's gonna be possibly a US agent or the first original black Captain America. Yeah, Ooh, I wish I that it's not. That. It's going it's it's sad setting mm. up a white for the time being, but you know <laughs> I know it sucks. Virgin just off. 
I'm excited to see him back. And with Chris Evans, we know he's going to be part of the What If series. I think he's part of the What If series. That could be the other reference that they're making for him. He's playing Captain America. He's voicing the you know the Captain America in there for the animation. Um, I think he's definitely going to be back in two series. He might show up as a cameo in this uh, for uh, the uh, sorry the Winter Soldier. I think he's going to also be probably in Spider Man Three. I think he might be the one that basically talks Peter down from running and mm. gets him to Matt Murdock. So that could be the cameo there. But how he does it and what they're going to do, I don't know. There's also rumors floating around like crazy. I look at it this way. You're not bringing in Kang the Conqueror if you're not bringing Captain America back. Because mm. the only reason Kang the Conqueror comes back is because he's there to kill Captain America. Because that for Captain America being found and being brought to life 70 years later out of the ice ruined the future so why are you gonna how are you introducing king the conqueror and who's he coming back to kill if it's not captain america who else is it so we i think he's coming for that he's going to be that part of it i don't think he's the main storyline of that but i think he's going to be part of it and then there's also secret wars could he be a scroll we don't know there's so many storylines that they could throw captain america into and i i've said this before and we've heard it on here we've all said it I still think uh, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. will be back. I don't yep. think playing as Tony Stark as that. I think he's Ironheart. He's the voice, basically Jarvis. I yeah. see him doing that. There's no doubt in my mind he will make a boatload of money for his name attached to that. And you know if they add Chris Evans to any, even if it's a Disney Plus show, such as Secret Wars, which is going to be a Disney Plus show, you don't tell me that's not going to bring in an A-list or celebrity. That's going to bring in crowds. People are going to flock to the, the service and pay for that service to buy it because he's part of it. Even if it's one or two episodes, they're going to tune in because of it. Sam Jackson, great actor. He's not going to lead that. You put Chris Evans attached to it, people are coming in in droves. Can I say one thing? Can I say one thing? This man leaked a photo of himself nude. Nude, remember? On yes. On purpose. And they still called him back. Come yep. on, come on, cut the check. He's getting that money. Get out of here with this. You forgot? He leaked a whole new. He was like, I'm done. They'll never call me back. And here they are. Oh, and he's like, You know why? Too. You wonder why? As you say time and time again, what do the fans want? Chris Evans. And what is Disney doing? They're cutting that check. check. Any which way possible, just to bring him in and to put him on the forefront. As 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 Bergy said, without Robert Downey Jr. And granted, even if you put him in as a cameo role, you put him in as a mentoring role in every other movie, you're still drawing box office numbers. Mm -hmm. Let's say, let's just say, you still have him as old man. Even if you have him as old man Captain America, that's still a great reference. To and if he's old man Captain America, guess what? With Spider-Man not having Uncle Ben around, who fits the uncle persona for him? Who Fair fits enough. the father figure for him? Well, with I with Cat with I with Iron Man out, Robert Downey Jr., well, guess what? Old man Captain America kind of fits that description. And if you're gonna stick to the storylines as well, too, keep keeping Chris Evans, maybe you can redo the Logan storyline as well, too, and give us the old man Captain America with the old man um, Hawkeye and, and finish that storyline as well, too, because that involved old man Captain America. Okay, yeah. God, we can go on and on and on where Chris Evans fits in the Marvel-verse. He's coming and if back. You're, 
Right. And if you don't have Bucky fully taking that mantle, which should be, you also have to have the side storyline of Falcon being Captain America. So in retrospect, having three Captain Americas of having the original Captain America, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier as Captain America fits your storylines in any which way, shape, or form. Because at one point, yes, even... Even uh, the Winter Soldier cannot take up the mantle. He has to give it to Falcon in the original storyline. So Marvel can Marvel needs Evans to fix their Iron Man story, the to fix their Captain America storyline. And to answer this one, Chris Evans is, is the new Human Torch. That'll <laughs> be yet to see because that's never going to happen unless I you play Marvel. Hilarious. <laughs> unless you play Marvel Legos. Um, uh, Marvel Heroes Legos video game. Yeah, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could you imagine they do? I mean, great the multitude of mad the the multiverse of madness, and then meanwhile here's Human Torch, and then here's Captain America, and then they do that storyline. Uh, okay, I would love for Disney to reference old Marvel projects like that. That would be dope. Or right. like even when they bring in the Defenders. And like when we get the final defenders, and they're like, "Hey, weren't we supposed to be somewhere?" Yeah, that Doctor Strange guy told us to be here about an hour ago. <laughs> like, oh, right, what? that would be dope. That would be dope. right because all the defenders nice. are in New York, so it makes sense that they right. would go to Stranger's place. Right, it'd be nice there to see go. something like even having like a deja vu moment. Like I feel like I've been here before. Like kind of one of those deja vu things that everyone and all the fans are like, "Oh my god, they referenced it." Yes, thank you. Like I think it'd be funny. I think it'd be right. funny. Or they walk by, like, you know, e- even if anything, they pass by Mur- Matt Murdock's uh, law office yeah, in yep. Hell's Kitchen. They walk by the, um, oh my God, the, the Doctor Strange's building in New York City. All these buildings sit right there. Or the Avengers Tower is still sitting there. We forget that the Avengers Tower is still there. They walk by the Avengers Towers, and the Fantastic Four goes, wasn't that our building at one point? <laughs> That'd be dope. Forget yep. that the original that the original tower was actually meant for the Fantastic Four, not for Tony Stark. Tony Stark had a nice crash pad in LA. That's why there was always the West Coast Avengers. He never took up a New York City address. It wasn't until later that they did that. So Tony Stark's building has actually always been a Fantastic Four reference, especially with the helicarrier pad right there. That's also a Fantastic Four reference. We've missed that throughout the whole entire series. Yeah. It's a, it was some bad movies made. Some mistakes were made, okay? <laughs> some mistakes were made. Yeah, but guess what, man? Unlike DC, we've accepted Marvel's mistakes because they've at least given us solid gold. Time and time yeah. again, Marvel has gone out of the way to give us a storyline that we like, that we can be involved in, and we go, all right, we get it. Especially when it came to the especially when it came to a video game reference that happened in the movie. With a video game reference being that when, you know, uh, Iron Man hitting, um, oh my God, when Iron Man hits Cap's shield and with Thor and everything explodes, that was a video game reference from the Marvel Alliance video games. And we got to see that firsthand. When you give the fans what they want as references, guess what? We're in. You don't have to do anything else. You, You just sucker us in just by that one move. And speaking of suckering us in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, spoilers are ahead. Please, if you feel like leaving, please feel free, but return when you feel like it, okay? So, you know, because why? We will be talking about WandaVision's episode one and two.
Um, I'm not going to give a giant synopsis of the episodes because one, every episode is different. And if we've ever seen, and this has a lot of 60s to 70s TV show references. So if you are not a fan of Bewitched, Leave it to Beaver, My Three Sons, all these references, which they haven't, they have, and Dick Van Dyke, and they have not even touched I Love I Love Lucy yet, which they have a few references, but not completely. Right. These all have 70, 60s to 70s TV show references. The reason why they are in black and white, then slowly going into color, because it wasn't 1972 or 74 that uh, I Love Lucy to Bewitched and to I Dream of Jeannie went from black and white to color in just one day. Yep. Um, with everything that we've seen so far, uh, Mayhem, let's go with you. Like, are you are are you picking up any of the things here and there, or are you just loving? Are you just waiting for episode three to just go? Is this okay. where the direction they're going for? Let's 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 go by the first because I had to write a list. Um, so this is the I am Genie reference for episode two was dope, but episode one. I loved, especially at the end. So at the end, there's a female operator watching them. You could tell by the hands. And I was like, who is that? You know, that could be somebody important. No, it could not be. Then you remember the hexagon. That's, yes. in re- that's, in, that's a reference. And even the beekeeper is toward A, I, uh, advanced idea mechanics. So it's just like, what's going on? If you guys aren't playing um, in Avengers, the game, Marvel Avengers, the game, you should know that they're in that game and they're the bad guy as well. So, you know, they're bringing it all together. I was hyped. I was like, yes. Um, I'm going through my list right now. So I love the fact that the opening credits, everybody gets their shine, especially Black Panther and Adora Milaje. I don't know if you guys peeped that in the beginning. Uh, There's also an interracial couple in the second episode. And I was like, who's that? They have a bunch of things. Uh, One thing I wanted to point out in the second episode is where they have the, I think it's, it's not an I Am Genie reference. I forgot what the reference was right now, but it'll come to me. But like, they have all the people there. And for me, that represented the Avengers kind of deal. Cause some of them kind of look like Avengers possibly. Like the, I don't the uh, Rob, who's the black guy, is the name Rob? The guy with the Afro. Oh you, yeah, you're talking about when they're um <laughs> doing the talent show? Yes. So in the beginning of that episode, right? In the beginning of that episode, you know, when they do the animated shorts and they stop everybody, WandaVision, like that kind of reminded me of like Avengers caricatures, if you will. Um, I don't know. I I have a theory on who they could be, but obviously there's somebody totally different. We all know Agnes is Agatha, a.k.a. a real witch. She's the Mm -hmm. one who helped train um, Scarlet Witch or Wanda, if you will, in the arts. So now it's just like, why is she here? Some key references, Bova Milk. Bova was the person, Cal, that delivered Wanda Maximoff and her and her brother in the original series. Um, the mailman. I don't know. I thought the mailman might be happy at one point. I was like, that's dope. Right. Baron von Strucker, the the um the the toaster, those are all yep. significant parts in which traumatic events happened to Wanda. Like the toaster was when the bomb was supposed to go off and they were digging her out of the rubble, which she talks about why she ate uh, Stark in Age of Ultron. Very right, they talk about how bomb the toast will be, hence yes. the bomb reference. Right. Um, there's so much. Oh, man. The Mind Stone is on the cabinet that they did the, 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 the magic trick on. I don't know if you guys yeah. caught that. Yes. The Mind Stone is there. 
Uh, they changed the living room in the second one. Okay, so here's the thing, okay? It's 30 minutes long, and it's perfect because here it is. All these things I've listed and more to come because I'm sure Bergie's going to talk about it. Bergie's over here, and so is Hash. My whole thing is I still believe Wanda is the main villain. Mm-hmm. Wanda is out here making things go as she, you know, like they had sex. They had sex. She's, she's pregnant with the kid, and the beekeeper comes. She's like, "No, nah, I want this family." No, and all of a sudden, everything comes into color. And the first things that were coming into color was only red, mm-hmm. only red. Come on, like, yo, this is a great series. What do we got? Like eight, nine episodes, seven more episodes left. Wait, Monica Rambeau is Geraldine. Please tell me you caught that. Please, sword is in the series on the helicopter. So yep. that makes me think, honestly, the helicopter that fell into the hedge might be when Monica Rambeau tried to get in and mm-hmm. she got caught in whatever pocket universe as Geraldine. There's so much other stuff. I don't want to continue talking too much because Bergie's got to talk, but this is the best thing. Last thing I'm going to say. Why is everything red, poke out, except the gum big red? Right. Enjoy. <laughs> I got to follow that? Like, I mean, you can talk about the Grim Reaper helmet in the right. opening credits. <laughs> I, I mean, the store, I, I the Stark watch, and every then that Stark watch, the uh, the Hydra watch, the commercial. Yeah, I mean, th- there was a lot of great references, like you saying. Like, I, I, I still think it's Sword. I don't think it's Aim per se, because I think with the fall of Shield, I think we're now going with Sword, not Aim. So I think it's a Sword agent that is watching this, but they're somehow like Sword references between Episode One and Episode Two. Right, yeah. and there's an ape inference at the end. Go ahead, Bergie. No, let him talk. Like, stop getting me in. Sorry, hash. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, but I and like you said, like where there's somebody watching this and trying to see. I think like she had a, a break at the end of like at the when uh, Vision died. Because if you notice, Vision doesn't have the jewel on his head, and it's like you said, he's uh, that jewel is on the the, the magic cabinet. And the they they did that like great references and stuff like that. If you notice his head, he doesn't have the jewel, and you see it where we're saying I think she's had a break from reality because you look at everybody that was sitting there when they were doing the dinner, and we get the reference of the the mom from that '70s show. I absolutely yes. love that lady, love her, and she's, she's sitting the there. Grandma, but she's mom of yeah. a sitcom. Seriously, she but is. but she sits there with a blank stare at one point. Right. And she has that look. And then like he's falling down and he's dead. And she's just like, yes, yeah, save him. Yes, yeah, save him. And you could see the look on her face like these people somehow got warped into her reality. So she's having a break with reality, which is the House of M references. So if they're doing the House of M references, they're referencing mutants. So there's a lot of different stuff that we can see that they're going to do with this. I, I I think, like you said, with the Monica Rambeau, where all of a sudden that helped that uh it looked like the red and yellow was the main two colors of that helicopter. And then Agatha, uh, you know, she shows up like right away. It's to try to distract her from that. So I think she's trying to keep her involved in this to keep her in this reality, which is also leads into the devil Mephisto with her. There's a oh the devil's God. in the details. Right, exactly. It's the devils in the details. It is so great with that. I love the humor in it, the way they do the whole 50 sitcom things. It gives you that old school, you know, I dream a genie style, like the comedy and that type of stuff. Like, I do like that. And I think they've improved on it with this storyline. 
it is great to watch her where she's trying to figure something out. And then you see Agnes shows up, you know, then you get the, when she, uh, how the, uh, the coffin there. And then all of a sudden you have Monica Rambeau pops out. Right there. Geraldine. So she's like, even she says, it's like, how did I get here? Like this, like she doesn't know. So she broke in somehow she got twisted into the warp reality. She's now part of the storyline that right. is her reality. And who's feeding this storyline? So that's why I think it is Mephestus, uh, Agnes, you know, Agatha. They're feeding this to her to keep her going crazy because they're trying to use her hex or her reality warping uh, magic for something. Magic. So, yeah, chaos magic. So this, God, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to four, three, four, five episodes because you know they're going to add more to this. And it's just going to keep ramping up, ramping up. We're going to see more references. I do like the, the Strucker reference with it we've got the stark reference with everything the hydra watch they're touching upon a lot of easter eggs here that are going to lead into the series that's going to go into the movies and other references so i, I want to know is this all right with all the commercials that they're making could you see an extra product line be made because look at that toaster who wouldn't want a stark toaster <laughs> that can also make remember they made a grilled cheese reference, and especially the old, like, if you've never made grilled cheese the right way, I went and did it the toast way, and that was doing the toast way. They made a toast grilled cheese reference, which I, which I loved. Which, that toast also could make uh, meatloaf. Remember I said it could cook meatloaf? meatloaf. Yeah, the toaster can like, make meatloaf. Is it a bottom tray that can cook? The bottom tray yeah. can cook. So right. I want to know if they're ever going to make that toaster, and Look, Disney has a lot of products. Look, and and that watch looked like a old school Rolex, original uh, Rolex yeah. design. I would not get it because it's got Hydra. We all know Hydra is associated with. I'm sorry, no if they took off the Hydra. <laughs> so, look, okay, for for anybody who's watching this that has don't fully understand what's going on, like Bergie said, like Hashtag, they're giving us great Easter eggs. It's not just Easter eggs, like all things you may know, but they actually mean something. They're, they answer this, right? So I don't know. Let's just say we have seven more commercials. At what point do we touch upon Thanos and what he did to Vision? You know, like what other traumatic events are they going to talk about? That's one. Um, I believe AIM is trying to infiltrate. I believe right. Sword got into They changed it. It was um, sentient world, uh, sentient world observation response. I forgot what well, this will also lead into. We also forget too that this is also going to lead into Loki as well too, right. and that's probably also the reason why even Morbius got like pushed mm -hmm. back because I think with Morbius being around March, we're looking at back to back to. They're we're, they're focusing on Disney Plus, and with Disney Plus right now is they're focusing on all their Disney Plus storylines to lead us into the next movie, and that goes into even Black Widow. There's apparently yeah. supposed to be a Black Widow reference. Black Widow reference. Black Widow <laughs> reference? Yes. This is supposed to be a Black Widow reference in WandaVision. Let's There's see. also a a quick silver cameo as well, too, which I'm fascinated to see where right. this is going to go. And if everyone watched episode two, the person that comes out of out of the manhole looks like Vision in a beekeeper suit. Really? I thought his jawline was too long. Listen, I'll say this. My favorite character so far is Bev. Does everybody know who Bev is? Bev was the... The portly woman who was like wearing like the cow costume or whatever. Yes, and yes. 
And then she was like, is that how mirrors work? And the lady was like, shut up, Bev. <laughs> See, and the, the lady that was the um that was the committee person, could that be could that be like Hydra? Mm -hmm. Could it be Hydra? Could it also be the devil himself? Oh, no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Madam Hydra. There was somebody who was part of the shield. Uh, no, uh, aim. There was like, like, like someone that was a female that was the head of uh, aim. So that could be her. Well, she remember when she was talking to, um, to, to Wanda and what's his face started speaking from Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, was it Jimmy, Jimmy Wu? I forgot yep. his name. So like she was, she like Wanda loses her focus. And she yep. lost the focus, and she was like, "Who are you?" Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And then when Wanda got back, so like, I, here's the thing: when Wanda has those moments where it kind of looks like she's doing her Nicolas Cage, where she's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Like, I don't think she's confused. She's just like trying. Well, she is confused to an extent, but it's not like she doesn't know what's going on. She has an idea, but she's trying to like not have a full breakdown. She's like trying to calm down and trying to make it go. Because like when that guy." The boss, uh, Vision's boss, was like, well, where did you come from? How did you get married? Like, she technically made him choke. He didn't yep. choke. Yeah. It was her. Another thing that I'm just going to say before I let you guys speak is. Use the force. Technically, yeah, use the force. Um, use the, so the, technically. Thanks, Vision. She, Wanda is technically the Infinity Gauntlet where she has access to all the Infinity Stones. Through Chaos Magic. And her brother is really, I think, the Power Stone, which is the blue one. Or whatever, whichever the blue one is, whatever. So, like, she's doing all this because, because remember, she even told Vision in an in, in Endgame that, um, was it Vision? No, she told, I think it was um, Ronan, Hawkeye, that Black Widow and Vision understood, like, and through the Mind Stone, that they understood that he cared about them and they, they knew what happened, everything was okay. And it's like, well, how do you know that? Because she's linked to all the stones, she has all their powers to an extent. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, that makes sense. And it's, <laughs> like, like, come right. on. But she's the she's the main guy. She's the main villain. 100%. She's the person. She's the person that can manipulate her own reality. And whatever this reality is, she's managed to change it. And we've seen it from episode to episode. From episode one is one setup of the house. Episode right. two yes. is a new design of the interior of the house. And right. now we get to see the outside, which is a whole new garden. Oh, look, there's a community around us now so what's gonna happen episode three and what the house will look like um and in what kind of 70s or 80s reference of a tv show will we get um She's world building yeah for sure if you and if you do look about it, and uh jabo kind of said, touched upon it in uh, his comment it's for the children if you right. watch each episode they seem to have a theme for it the first one was how did they come together they're right. married how is their storyline the second one they're already together now it's for the children they're all things are so it's they're hinting more towards her and right. him. Like how do they get and together? That, children, something like that. So and at the end of the episode, she's pregnant. And at yeah. the end of the episode, she's pregnant. So by third episode, we'll get to see, we'll get to see the children. Do we see babies? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, obviously we're going. I, what if she's pregnant throughout the whole time? I don't know. I think she. Oh, no, 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 no. Because nope. at one point they they go on they go out for Halloween. And if you watch and you watch the end sequences uh, through while they're doing the digital animation through the end sequences, they're showing clips of what's going to come in the next episode. Uh, so right. you I saw one episode there where it showed Vision, but he had the original Vision outfit on mm. his head. 
So that's leading in, I think, to the next episode. So we're going to see more and more as it goes. They're going to progress in those. And I, I hope so. I mean, that's and what I vision, see. And Vision finally probably will see what's really going on. And that is the fact that they are in someone else's reality. But whose reality are they in? I think because Wanda's controlling one aspect. Everyone thinks, everyone thinks it's her reality. But what if it's someone else's reality? And they're, and they're manipulating her to build that reality. Who's more powerful than v Wanda right now that could create a reality that she's stuck and caught in? Because, I, I mean, honestly, Agatha, I think Agatha honestly is trying to get her to have kids for some reason. I think because Agatha's always like seduction and then, ch mm -hmm. you know, what about school? How many kids? Yes, right, my husband. That. So I think, if anything, maybe she's working with somebody, probably Mephisto. To like yep. have the kids so that way she can take one of them and use them for whatever reason. But like who's powerful enough to keep Wanda in an alternate reality that she doesn't know of? There's only one other person that would be technically, and that would be uh Charles Xavier, and they have not introduced Professor X-Men, yeah. So she literally is the most powerful mutant per se right. on this planet. So and another thing too is like Tony Stark is dead, so like nobody could have intellectually trapped her in like a helmet of sort that keeps her in her own let's say com i don't want to say because comatose, even sleeping even even if aim and even if if stark yeah. aim and all the other companies like had yeah. figured it out they still need professor x to build a cerebro and and when he first builds the first cerebro other companies try to manipulate their own version of cerebro so without yeah. the x-men you don't really have a cerebro who has cerebro who is strong enough to no, mind man. manipulate? I, and look, we don't have the white we don't have the white queen as a reference. Look, as much as we want to do it, who's the other person? The white queen or the cockroaches or I mean, what other? Uh, who? What other uh, mind mind manipulating mutants do we have in the universe? None. We don't have any. The only person that would do it would actually be a rogue agency. There are plenty of rogue agencies in Marvel. I don't think any of them are collective enough to capture and do this for WandaVision. Because it's not like she's in her own dream. She's, they're capturing people. Geraldine, a.k.a. Monica Rambeau, is in that universe now. So now right. we just got to figure out who else is there willingly and is aware and who else wasn't there, un, uh, was there unwillingly. Excuse me. To be I honest, I want to say I think it's I think it's more of the sword reference. Because sword is the continuation of what Hydra was, and we have a lot of Hydra references. Aim is the competing company against Stark, so we would never, so it would not be that. There is a lot of, there is a lot of Hydra and a lot of sword references. No, there isn't a lot of Aim. The Aim what I reference. Hash, when you say they're continuing what Hydra, what do you mean? Because sword was technically supposed to watch for threats outside in the universe coming to Earth, but they changed it from sending it. Uh, whatever they said it from, from world to weapon. They changed it from world to weapon now. Okay. And who who wants the worldly weapon? The only person that wants more power than anyone else is Hydra. But Hydra is technically disbanded. Because yeah, remember, we haven't heard much about that since Civil Winter War. Soldier. Oh, no, uh, Winter Soldier, yeah. Winter Soldier, Soldier yeah. and Age of Ultron, because Ultron killed Baron von Struckner. Struckner, yep. Strucker, whatever. Perfect. Strucker. But then when we get to when Falcon and Winter Soldier, we get more Hydra. Well, we get Baron Zemo. We haven't seen it. it March 15th, bro. March yes. 15th. <laughs> no, that's where it's gonna get that's where the storyline's gonna get really good. Thanks. Thanks. 
<laughs> everything. Give us everything of this crazy Marvel universe. When I think of Marvel, I think of mutants. I don't think of I don't think of Captain America. I don't think of anything else. I think of the X Men and the X Men series when I think of Marvel. So, give me the mutants, man. Finish up with the mutants. Give it to me. I mean, give me my Cyclops. Give me my Gambit. Give me. Give me. I wonder how. I want to know how they're going to introduce uh, uh, Qu- uh, Quicksilver in this, and it's not her brother. And it's uh, a different version. A- there is a reference where uh, where the original Quicksilver from the X from the first X Men movies, yeah, show up from the first class X Men uh, show right. up, and he's supposed to be in this, and that's not that's not her brother. So I right. love that they're adding him. Like that's gonna be interesting. I want to see who he is. Like they did the right thing. They gave us two episodes and left oh, us yeah. with a bunch of questions. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; I still would be interested. In watching it play out, if they gave me one episode this this past Friday, but they gave me two, it's so much information for us to like crawl through. And now they're only going to give us one episode a week for the next seven weeks. Okay. I know. Hey, can, can you handle 30, thirty to can forty you? minutes long too? So that's not yes, that bad. And it's only thirty minutes. That's the crazy part. Yep. Can Shout you handle? It? Can you? Can you handle another seven weeks of this? Can you handle it? Because no. look, right after that one, we get a nice little short break, a little short, short, not that short of a break, but we go, like we end in mid-February, and then we have to wait a couple more weeks, and we go right into March. Falcon in the Winter Soldier, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after that, we get Loki. Right. Yep. What if? The what if? Are we getting what if, and then Loki? What, or if, is what if is third, and then Loki is fourth? Yes, Loki is at the end of the year, which I'm okay with. For all the girl, yeah. for all the girl dads out there, getting getting the What If series first. Yes. Look, Mister Miyagi, son over there, calm it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Look, I just want I just want season four to get released. Uh, look, all I know is that they're editing right now. As much fans want to BS saying that they're filming, trust me, they're not filming. They are not filming. Season four has already been filmed, and they're filming anything is probably extra scenes that are have, have already been filmed. So season four is coming out this year, whether you want it or not. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. Bev is my favorite character. All right. I love what's going on with everybody else, but Bev is it. Like she's a standout to me. That whole is that how mirrors work? Line just like took me off the roof. All right. At that point, I loved her. I loved her. Bev. Kudos to you. I hope they give you more parts. <laughs> I hope they give you more parts. What do you what what TV reference will do you think we're gonna get in the third episode? Um, I think we're gonna get I Dream of Genie, um, uh, maybe some more Dick Van Dyke, depending on the animation. And of course, at some point, I love Lucy. For yeah. sure. Right. We got we I have think, to. I think you're right. I think in this next episode, we're going to get those three references and stuff like that. I think the next episodes is when we'll start getting more of some of the later sitcoms, you know, and stuff like that. And then we'll lead into the 80s and 90s. Oh, I'm so looking forward to those. What if, like, episode set, uh, episode eight or nine, we get like a Friends episode? So, no, what's like, like, that would be dope. I I love that. It would be. It would actually right. make sense when you go to episode eight and nine. Eighties right. would be the eighties reference. Nineties would be the nineties reference, and maybe that leads into the Friends or the Avengers thing. But go ahead, Bergie, you have a different theory for that one. 
Well, I think they. I like the fact that they're doing full house references and stuff like that. They're going to reference that type of stuff. Um, I know they're doing a married with children style episode where they all have the, like that poof here and stuff like that, Peggy style and stuff like that. I love this. I think this is great that they're doing like a tour through classic, you know, sitcom TV shows. Um, I mean, dude, you're killing me at Sanford and Son. I would love to see a <laughs> happy days. Like, that would be great. Happy days. I don't think they're going to do happy days because happy days. You know, unless unless he shows up in the font's outfit and he goes, "Yo," I mean, unless I, I think you could. I think you could imagine doing that. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you know, right? It's, there's so much stuff to it. There, there's so many episodes I'm looking forward to. And how are they going to pack into these episodes that we're going to have to unpack? Yes. <laughs> you know, for info and Easter eggs, it's going to be great. I'm uh, really going to well, like rewatch episodes like crazy now just to get more. Real quick for everyone watching, if you are a fan of the show and you're a big fan of WandaVision and you've already seen the first two episodes, what other sitcom storylines or ideas would you like to see happen in WandaVision? What are you looking forward to? Is it I Love Lucy? Will we probably see a happy day? Will we see a bigger version of Full House? Would it Brady be uh, Brady? Yeah, a, a Brady reference. Oh, my God. Um, there's Very just so many. There's just so many sitcoms. Either one of them, like, tell us what you think. Would you, what would you like to see uh, happening uh, sooner or later down the line? Like uh, Sebastian, he's waiting. He wants to see uh, who's the boss reference. Uh, uh, yeah, I can see that. Kids around, cool. I can see that. Um, uh, so we did notice when they changed the camera work that happened in the second one. They started doing close-ups now, but yes. that's the style of TV, you know. So they oh. definitely, they'll definitely do that for sure. Laverne yeah. and Shirley. I'm co- yeah, okay. God, yeah, I'd like to see Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. I can see a step-by-step reference, which no one knew the guy, the the cousin was the was the lead actor for, for Bloodsport too. Yep. No one. Yeah. No one ever. Oh, it's crazy because not not to take away from that, but we know what I noticed that they're doing too. They're pulling a Rick and Morty to an extent. Where like Fans are combing over every episode and trying to link everything together. Granted, maybe not on that scale and that scientific, but like Rick and Morty has devote fans who are like combing over the references in every episode from season to season. And it yep. works very well. It works. And it's only two episodes in. Yeah. And we've seen the Mindstone in both episodes. So yep. it means that there is a huge, just like how in Rick and Morty, we have the time machine box. Yes, the Mindstone is in every episode, but in different locations of each episode. Yes, we all love the commercial aspects of it as well, too. Oh, yeah. um, I want to see what yeah, they're going to do. Seven more episodes, maybe seven more commercials. Good luck, yep. Wanda. <laughs> and then later down the line, make the products because guess what? We're all buying it because I want that Stark poster. <laughs> you want to cook meatloaf? It, it's too loud. <laughs> that, that countdown. <laughs> the countdown. Ding! I like the I like the, the ding. I was like, <gasps> what? Yeah, but, oh. but if you notice, if you notice in that commercial too, where the the uh, the toaster went off, that lady looked scared. The way she had on her face, I, it, she looked afraid. So but that, was the that was the reference. That was the reference. I know, I know. It's just the look of it. It was just like you know. And then the last episode, it was like the the daring, like James Bond style with the Hydra watch and stuff like that. Just like I love the the hints and stuff like that. It, they're doing a great it job. Very, with it was very James Bond into Captain America's Tony Stark, but as a as a what an agent of that. You know, we we forget that there is a what if series of Captain America being an agent of Hydra. 
Yep. Oh, yeah. And we did get to see it in Endgame where he's getting the stones and he says Hell Hydra, which rents the comic book reference. Ding, yep. ding, ding. That was awesome. Yeah. Hell Hydra. Oh, my God. Nah, he still he still was worthy when he grabbed me in the air. Sorry. Mm, yeah, oh, I God. know. He's still worthy. Mm, still although best. I'm still, still mad at him episode. for the Avengers Assemble call. I'll never forgive him for that. Avengers! Step <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Last oh. words. What are you looking forward to? WandaVision. Where do you want it to lead? Who do you want to? Who? What other? What other characters do you want to see referenced in WandaVision? You're hoping to see in WandaVision. Go ahead, Be- uh, Mayhem. Let's go with you first. Okay, I missed it because I put my headphones down. I was upset at Avengers. <laughs> who do I want to see in uh, what? <laughs> in WandaVision. Who, who oh. else would you like to see referenced in the WandaVision? I still want Monica Rambeau to make a more prominent um, show because I want to see what, because then that means she's going to have a more important factor role later on. Um, any one of the Avengers come through, obviously, Dr. Um, Doctor Strange, because I think on Geraldine, she had the pin, because, you know, all the ladies are wearing a pin. Geraldine, uh, Agatha had her own pin, which is why we figure she's Agatha the Witch. But Geraldine uh, had that little pin that kind of looks like Doctor Strange's portal. Time Stone. Right, time, so yeah. Yeah. that that might be a thing. So I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange, um, and obviously if we can get Loki in there. And I thought I saw a clip of, you know, what's his face, her brother, but not really her brother, Quicksilver. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Th- that right there, I'm happy with. Did they give me that? Just that alone? Oh, I lied. Nick Fury, because are we still gonna keep getting uh, Sam Jackson's Nick Fury, or are we gonna kind of get the Kurt Russell lookalike Nick Fury? You know, like let me know. We still get Sam Jackson till till the scrolls kill him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we'll see. That's what I'm looking for. You know, it just dawned on me. Modoc is part of AIM, right? Yes. And Modoc is also a powerful uh, tele tele person, right? So tele- maybe we could see him a telepath, like you know, something like that. Like he could it's be helping manipulate her. So I mean, I don't know. Like He's I, a I. Male Right, he could be somebody like that. Like we don't know who he is. Uh, I'm intrigued to see who some of these other characters are going to be that they're going to introduce or are already there. Are they aim, you know, like uh, hive people that basically work for aim? Are they former sword, uh, like you know, like uh, what is it? Um, Jesus Christ, I think like military members or stuff like that that she is sucked into this, and that's why they brought Monica Rambeau in, and she basically is supposed to be the new Captain, you know, Marvel. Does she have powers? Is she okay. gotta do something to help them? Like, is Doctor Strange gonna show? And I did see that reference, like the Eye of Agamotto, uh, Agamotto. Sorry for the the Time Stone. Like, who's here? Like, I, there's so yeah. much stuff, man. I'm I'm just excited. Like, is. We're we're talking. That's all that matters. Like we're talking. Yes, we're talking about job. it. You got you guys are listening. You guys are commenting. What what reference you guys want? And we won't know till next Friday where we get to see episode three and we get to see what other crazy version uh TV show that we get reference in this as well, too. And I'm not gonna lie, if I don't see Mojo by the end of this, I'm throwing my TV as well, too, because how can you do a series like this and not have Mojo involved? Because it has to do with TV manipulation. And who else TV more than anyone else? Well, a space mutant by the name of Mojo. Anywho, that's Michael Mayhem. You can catch him on the last stop on the L on this podcast. That's Michael Burgi. You can catch him every Tuesday on This Week in Toy Culture. 
My name is Aras Zandia. Thank you all for watching, and we'll see you all next week on This Week in Pop Culture. Good night, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.